Welcome to That's My Personal Business, where we are pulling back the curtain on all things personal, all things business, and all things in between. Every Monday, we're hopping into your headphones to help you skip the learning curve by hearing from industry professionals, including myself. I am a destination wedding photographer turned business coach who now gets to lead hundreds of creative entrepreneurs in building lives of artistic growth, wealth, and freedom. And now it's time for you to do the same. Hello, hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. How are you? I'm so excited to have you here. We are getting to the end of wrapping up this month's theme, which is up-leveling your business to a CEO level, and I have loved this month. It is such a good topic for the start of Q4. I'm so excited to have you here. If you haven't already listened to this month's episodes, go back, listen to them. Honestly, the last two months have just been like so incredible. I highly recommend these podcast episodes, and we have had just such a amazing guests and today is no different. So before we dive into everything, I'm just going to give you a quick reminder that System Strategy and Soul is live. It is closing out with the month and then you don't get to buy it anymore. And that's depressing and sad because this is one of our best, biggest, not well, one of our best, definitely our biggest course ever. And the reviews speak for themselves. Helping entrepreneurs build the business of their dreams, actually build an overhead, build out systems so that they can get their lives lives back that are propelled by strategy and soul. It's a banger. It is truly, I think, one of my favorite courses because it is like the mother of all courses. So we will link that for you in the show notes. You can use Afterpay to get started now. It's all things good. So we're going to link that for you before doors close. Get in on it. If you've been thinking about like putting it off a little longer, your time has come to an end. There's no more procrastinating. Come get system strategy and soul. And then just a reminder that we also have a few more spots left for our one-on-one coaching program that can be anywhere from nine to 12 months, the becoming program. We have a few spots left for 2024. So we will also link that for you in the show notes. So now let's get into today. I'm so excited for this guest. We have Steph from the Daisies on the podcast and she is talking about something that I truly have no experience and no expertise in, which is one of my favorite things to like, that is my favorite type of guest to have on here. Like, I'm like, I, what Steph is about to teach you today, I could not teach you if my life depended on it, which is ads. Like, I don't run ads. I don't really know anything about them. And Steph has ran an incredible business, both education and wedding photography using ads. And so she is a genius. She knows all things. Um, I love Steph. I love learning from her. She is such a sweetheart. And so I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today. Her business from the Daisies is iconic, legendary, all things things good. So I'm so excited to have her to share her knowledge with you today. So I'm going to stop babbling and let's get into it. As always, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Share this with your stories, your family, your friends, your dog, whoever it may be so we can get the word out and keep having amazing guests like Stefan. So yeah. Okay. That's me done talking for real. Let's get into it. Hello. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited. Because we have Steph from the, I'm like, from, from the daisies, from, you know, that I never thought about it like that, but yeah, I guess so. From, from the daisies. Of, of, from the daisies. We'll go with, uh, yeah, I'm like, of will work, of, from the daisies here on the podcast. Uh, Welcome, Steph. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Very honored. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. For those who like live under a rock and don't know you, do you want to introduce yourself? Oh gosh. Okay. Um, well, I'm Steph. I, um, am a wedding photographer 
and um, I live in Boulder, Colorado, um, married to an incredible guy, and I have two little babies, Stevie and Saint, and yeah, I don't know, I'm bad at intros, talking about myself. No, it is hard. It's also (laughs) like, what am I supposed to include? (laughs) <laughs> like what kind of intro is it um how long have you been a photographer now because I met you like ages ago yeah like, like it, six years ago maybe I met pink hair Eden mm-hmm. yeah you've seen many an era so it's been a while <laughs> um when did you start um this will be my 11th year doing wedding photography oh my god over a decade which yeah. always blows my mind because you look like 22 and I know you didn't start at 12 so it's the Botox I love the- that for you I really do <laughs> it's working great um I would have guessed you were 22 um okay well so you started 11 years ago holy shit that's so you've seen so many different I'm like you've seen so much in the industry yeah, yeah that I have that I have yeah well I'm like I've been this will be my seventh the anniversary I think this summer of like being full-time and I've seen so much change what was like the wedding industry like when you first got started or did you start weddings I okay yes so I started with weddings I actually went to school for biology that's what my degree is in and I it's it's weird The, the way I started wedding photography is like I was working in a restaurant at the time in college and I was like that girl who was like tripoding it up and like I was like in the like cornfields and stuff like doing those like weird yes. activities I know you know it was like tumblr vibes right mm-hmm. like I was in my tumblr era and somebody that I worked with was like you are so good like you have to shoot my wedding and I'm like absolutely not not shooting your wedding long story short I shoot her wedding for like $300 and then it kind of just like took off from there and I was like oh I kind of love this thing when I moved out to Boulder um I moved out here because I got into CU for their grad program but my grant fell through and I was like well I don't live here so my it's gonna be super expensive so I'm just gonna like get residency for a year and then go back but then so I like was saving up money doing photography out here just literally anybody possible my husband like ran some ads for me and it turns out I really really liked wedding photography and I just haven't looked back since I love that and I love we love a little plug for ads because that's what I want to pick your brain about today I have so many questions like I love I think what I love so much about us is that we're both really successful and like I love ads and if I remember correctly you don't love ads I don't love ads so that's why I'm like literally so excited to talk to you because yes I agree we're like complete opposites in that way which I think is so fun and also just like such a testament to people that like there's no wrong way to market like I talk about that all the time but I think it's nice to have like tangible examples of like look this person never touches this this person almost always touches this and they both work I love that I love that so much okay so you've been running ads for a while then yes I didn't realize it had been like since that was that like your main driver of inquiries when you first started or like paint me a little from the daisies circa 2012 2012 so I don't I am super thankful right now because my brand is like pretty established where I don't have to run them but like in the beginning especially when I moved to markets I was like Illinois Midwest girly no real portfolio like at all moved out to Colorado and I needed like 
inquiries and stuff and just like a clientele that way. I had no photos. So what I did is I, I literally put on my wedding dress and my husband and I went up to like a little mountain overlook in Boulder and we shot some photos like with my little timer and everything like that. And I was like, this is good enough. Um, this will show that like, Hey, I'm a Colorado wedding photographer. Cause obviously if you're going to run ads, you have to run something that looks like where you want the, um, increase to be coming from. So I ran it, did kind of like a scarcity tactic, which is like really good. If you're trying to get increased moving markets, whatever it is. And I think at the time my copy was like, get free engagement sessions with a booked wedding, which isn't the best leads, obviously, because you're going to get those discount clients. But it worked really, really well. And then I started getting a portfolio, started getting money. And then I kind of like pause ads because I'm like, okay, now I'm getting word of mouth. Now I'm getting where I don't have to spend money. But I do it anytime I move markets. When I moved to Arizona, ran some ads, did some like photos. And I was like, hey, I'm in the area. Here's some like cactus in the background. Here's, of these here's some Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I moved to New York, I'm like, okay, I need some New York content. Shot something in New York then ran it as ags to like get my mouth or get my kind of like look out there if you will so I love that (laughs) yes so okay so I think for me ads ads are to me like what SEO and artificial light are to other people honestly like I don't understand how they work in well I like understand the basics but then every time we've even tried to like touch them with a 10-foot pole I'm like it feels like I'm flushing money down the drain I don't understand like how to actually use them in the best way possible so can you talk to us a little bit about like Facebook ads for dummies style like that's what I need (laughs) and I'm sure a lot of other people because I think it's so intimidating to have an upfront cost like that, that you just like don't understand how it's going to operate. I mean, you are a hundred percent right. And honestly, the only reason that I know anything about ags is because my husband, that's literally his job is he's in like marketing and advertising. And so he's like a pro at it. But so I feel like when people think about ags, this is going to be a long winded answer. So if you need to tell me, speed it up, tell me, speed it up. But I feel like when people think about ads, they think about when you go on Instagram and there's that little button that says boost post, Mm -hmm. which is like, okay, it's good if you want some like new eyes and stuff, but the targeting is not good. If you have like a budget for ads, I suggest you go like full Monty and do it through Facebook business manager, which what Facebook business manager is, it's your it's where you set up an ad, right? It's where you do all of that backend detail, where you do your targeting, where you do like what you want your ad spend to be, the locations you want it to be, all of that stuff. And even though I'm saying Facebook business manager, it's going on Instagram. Facebook just owns Instagram. And none of that is going to go on Facebook. Um, I mean, I don't run any ads on Facebook. I understand that my clientele is not on Facebook. They are young people that are on Instagram or TikTok, right? So mm-hmm. that's where I'm gearing my energy. Not really TikTok because I feel like I'm too old. I just, I don't understand TikTok very well. It's, it's like- a- great. It just takes more time and energy commitment, I think, than any other marketing platform. So I always tell people, I'm like, if you love filming yourself, like you love making like short little films, that's going to be like phenomenal. But like, I don't have it in me. <laughs> it's, it's too much. That's such a good point though. Like understanding that there's so much social media out there and understanding like what you gravitate towards. Like maybe that's your market. I am not a TikTok girly. I am an Instagram girly pop, but mm-hmm. 
So yeah, so with Facebook Business Manager, like I said, it's backend stuff and kind of what you mentioned before, it definitely is kind of like risky at first. It's trial and error, right? In the beginning, it's kind of like I have to figure out what ad is going to perform well. And some like tips I would recommend on that is like whatever you're posting on Instagram, listen to your audience and pick photos that they think are really good, like the ones that have the most likes, right? Not necessarily the ones that you are like, I love this photo. I think this is really good. Like you want to, for ads, you want to listen to your audience. Also, you want to pick something that's relevant. I'm not going to run an ad saying, hey, um, here's a free engagement session with a booked wedding and use a photo of Colorado, but I'm targeting people in New York City, right? Like that's not going to connect. So obviously stuff like that, but it's so great because you can target so much. You can target lookalike audiences, right? Like say, um, say Green Wedding Shoes has a lot of followers that are like really, really like on point with like your brand and like the weddings that you want to shoot and stuff like that. You can tag um, people to see your work that don't follow you mm. that look like Green Wedding Shoes audience, which is really good with a boost post. If you boost your post on Instagram, there's no saying that like people who see that post are not people who already follow you. And to me, that's a waste of money, right? Gotcha. Like I would rather spend my money towards people who don't follow me and I want new eyes on my work. Also too, you can be so much more specific. And I would say too, depending on kind of like, kind of like I mentioned before, when I move markets, it's kind of like, I just kind of want anybody. Like I want anybody who's gonna like pay my prices and like give me a portfolio type of thing. But now if I were to run ads, say I'm like, oh, you know, like I, for example, I know my wedding packages are like pretty pricey and typically people in Colorado can't really afford me unless they're getting married in like Aspen or something like that. But I don't typically like to do those like mountain cabiny weddings. It's just, I, I like to describe my clients as like the rich weirdos. Like that's, yes, that's like that's my very on brand for you. <laughs> and I feel like I understand that my client, my rich weirdos are in like LA, New York city and like Palm Springs area. Mm -hmm. So if I'm like kind of low on inquiries in New York city, for example, then I'm going to target people in that demographic and I'm going to target interests that I know um, my clientele kind of leans towards and you can be super specific but you have to be strategic too mm -hmm. what I mean by that is like for example I would maybe target put as one of my interests like Bride's Magazine because to me Bride's Magazine is like people who have a budget like they're looking at Bride's Magazine for inspo like they're kind of like chic maybe a little bit different but they have a budget as opposed to Rocky Mountain Bride where they post yes their weddings are beautiful but they're posting like hey how to do this on a budget how to do this like discounted or they're more like eloping and I understand I'm like I don't want people like that mm -hmm. then I also love really like sexual people and like um you know, I mean, if you've seen my work, you know, I'm a big fan of like titties out all the time. Yep. So like, I tag people who like Playboy magazine or something mm. like that. You know? So just like seeing like what interests are like that. And then you can get so specific if you want like a very specific type of inquiry. Right. Gotcha. Okay. So like when so many questions, so I'm one, sorry, I'm just... no, I love it. That's what we need. That's what I need. That's what my audience needs. Cause I think like too, a lot of times when you inquire or you try to learn about Facebook ads, people get so 
jargony and like say it really short and sweet with like just jargon that it's like the average person that has never worked with an agency nor like even dove into this like it's just confusing and overwhelming um it can feel really mansplainy so thank you for expanding (laughs) (laughs) saying all the things so one to clarify because I know I've gotten confused about this so I can only under imagine other people have as well boosting is kind of just like general people like it's just sending it out to randoms basically is that right um kind of you can target like a little bit you can target age and you can target like some interest I think I honestly haven't done this in like a hot minute probably like a year or something um I know that you can target like maybe I think you can target like green wedding shoes or something like that but for me if I'm going to spend money and trying to get inquiries I would rather do it for the sole reason that I can target people who don't follow me or haven't seen my work and you can't do that on like on a boosted gotcha okay that's so good to know so money both of them cost money money. like post on Instagram or to like run an ad on the back end through Facebook business manager. That makes sense. So when you're first getting started, whether you're, I would say like my audience specifically for context is like mostly wedding photographers, photographers in general, or people in the education space. Um, what would you recommend for like a starting budget? Like what is enough to see some traction and gather some data without feeling like you've, you know, tossed thousands of dollars down the drain or something like that? Yeah. So know that probably the first time you run an ad, it's going to be a lot of like learning. Like you're going to learn like what works well, what doesn't. And what's really, really nice about running ads is like, say I run an ad and it works really, really well. It's always going to be kind of like in my archive. So that's a really nice thing about it is like, oh, I'm low on increase again. I knew that this specific ad ran really well. I can just run that live again. But as far as like budget I wouldn't start with a super high budget because again it's like experimenting in the beginning um one thing that is super super important is what your copy is um Mm -hmm. especially if you want and kind of determining what you want I always say there's kind of two options for wedding photographers do you want the long-term game or do you want the increase right now plus side of increase right now is obviously you get increase right now but they're probably not going to be the best leaks they're going to be just like people who don't care who their wedding photographer is they're looking for somebody right now and probably not willing to spend a pretty penny right but that's good if you're moving markets and you need something quick so your copy with that would look like kind of like what I said like a free engagement session with a booked wedding like some scarcity like tactic or like I only have two slots left even if you have like 10 slots left whatever I only have two slots left um but if you want the long-term game which is something that I would do right now is you're targeting people to basically follow you um, right now and like continue to be a fan of your work. Like they're interested. You've got this attention getter with an ad and then they're going to like follow you for the long term. And then when they get engaged or something like that, then they reach out. So that's like the long term game. And your copy would just be something like I would like to put like how I shot like you and um, Deidre, I would just like describe the day I would like describe like a little bit about eating like, oh, the way Eden just was looking at Deidre, like something mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. like a short copy that like the photo is the attention getter getter rather than the copy. So as far as budget, I would say doing like $300 and mm-hmm. running for three to five days and if you just put like in Facebook business manager, like I want $300 
for, and I want this ad to run for three days, they will, it'll automatically like split it um, between the days. And it'll also split it um, depending on kind of like when people are active, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. So it's not going to run the ad. Like if I'm running the ad in New York City, it's not going to run it for, till like midnight to like 6 a.m. type of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. It, which is really, really nice. It's super like yeah. strategic. So mm -hmm. I would say $300 at first and what is also really nice is say like you run it the first day and you're getting a ton of leads you can pause that and so it doesn't have to do that full spend full budget okay that's like I think that's so good for people to know too um is that like you could I almost think of it like bidding and just being like let me set what the highest is that I would be willing to pay and you can mm -hmm. always back out if needed um yeah. okay so probably like $300 and you think like three to five days is a good place to start Yes, but also this is going to sound really scary, but to think of it in like bigger terms. So say you're not like a newbie photographer, like you have like a pretty established brand. And I would like, I would say like if your wedding packages start at like $6,000, right? I would ask yourself, well, what is an inquiry worth to you? Mm -hmm. Right. So to give like a little bit of like a preface, which I talking money is weird, but whatever. No, it's so, great. My, my wedding packages start at like nine K for five mm -hmm. hours. Right. So like, that's like my baby package mm -hmm. and it goes up from there. So I understand that my packages are like pretty pricey. So an inquiry, I have like an inquiry is worth a lot to me. Mm -hmm. So if I say that I'm spending like $2,000 on ags and I only get um, and I only get two leagues from that and people are like, or three leagues, whatever. I only get three leagues and I spent $2,000. They're like, holy shit, you've spent $2,000 and you only got three leagues. But yeah, if those three leagues book me at my middle package, which is typically what gets booked. So it's like $12,000. I made $10,000. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I had like, um, somebody who's in my group who like needed help with ags and stuff like she spent like six thousand dollars on ags like over the course of like a year um, or no not a year it was like six months or something like that she spent like a pretty penny but she's also like a higher up mm -hmm. photographer as well so she had the budget but she made like forty two thousand dollars in revenue from that so like yeah six thousand dollars is a lot yeah but you like your leads are different. Does that make sense? No, so that totally makes sense. Scary, but at first, because it is kind of like an investment. Ads are an investment, depending on like how you want to do it, but they can be done really, really well. Yeah. And so do you recommend like, say you have a hundred dollars you invest it, you book one thing for let's say like $300. Do you recommend yeah. just like continually reinvesting that until you can kind of like build up to that or kind of what was your process like in the beginning where, you know, you weren't earning 12K per package. Let's talk like a smaller business owner who's just getting started, but moving markets. Um, okay. Would you recommend just like continually reinvesting that profit? Okay. Yeah. I think I think what was helpful for me is understanding that like I need like at the time I needed like 20 weddings mm -hmm. to book me at like $3,000, right? I think that mm -hmm. was like my early on prices, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, if I was like running an ad and it was successful, like it was getting me leagues, I would continue to run it personally just so I kept like getting it. But if I like 
I'm at my quota, I'm like, oh, I don't need any more Then like, I would probably stop running it. So I think it just kind of depends on like what I need to make. At least that's how I always like looked at my business is like, this is my like year goal that I need to make. And I think like early on, my goal was like $50,000 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Just like something like lower and and 50,000 is great. So like, if you guys are watching this and you're starting out like $50,000 as a new photographer is really amazing. Also preface, I don't want anybody that is watching in here. It's like my prices. I hate kind of saying my prices out loud because I know it's like pretty high, but if anything, I hope you can take away that like you can absolutely get there and there are people out there in the market. Like Yes. That. I think that's like one of the things to focus on the most when like other people talk about their pricing is I remember someone telling me like a similar thing once where they were like, don't find it discouraging, find it like amazing that like that's a ceiling you can hit too. Like how cool is it that wedding photographers can't charge that much money that's like so cool and exciting um and something to work towards um so kind of hopping back to what you said about copywriting do you have recommendations for people who are like service providers like wedding photographers or people who are selling like products like how do you kind of because you obviously do both you do education and you do weddings how is your approach different to each of those things so education is very, very new to me. I am not as established as you are. So you might have more input on that. But for Girl, edu- when it comes to ads, you are definitely more established than me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like marketing myself with education. I'm not the best at that. So this I'm still learning about that. But my ads do look different for education mm-hmm. um, because I understand that um, for education, I'm like, I'm not selling my photos, right? I'm selling like what I'm teaching and stuff. So my ads for education, which I've only dabbled a little bit in, is more of me talking and kind of giving teasers of what I teach about, Mm -hmm. right? And that's Mm -hmm. how I'm getting them in Facebook group because that's how they're going to like gauge and like be interested is they're hearing teasers and photos are not going to get them into education, right? Mm -hmm. And same with like on the opposite, my wedding clients, if I'm running ads for that, me talking and describing the process is not going to sell them. They're going to be sold on my art and my photos. So I'm doing photos. I have not had success with doing reels. And I think something what I have learned or like come to understand when it comes to running like ads with like reels or videos is like, yes, they are beautiful. And like, especially like with TikTok, it's just like popping and stuff like that. It's all video what I've realized is we have to almost treat our clients like toddlers and like, like they don't have the attention span of like somebody to sit there and watch like, Oh, here's a clip of me behind the scenes. And then here's the product flashing really quick. Like I, it could be just like a carousel that's like slow, like not moving or anything like that. And then they can swipe at their own speed and then like move on type of thing, like an attention getter like that. In my opinion, that's what works really well. <laughs> oh, no, I like that's a conversation I've been having a lot with my coaching clients lately is this like, we're just we're in a new age, like TikTok, especially I think really shifted, obviously, even just from a scientific standpoint, like our attention spans and the way that people process information. Um, <laughs> it's really scary. <laughs> I'm like, it's actually I, I'm laughing, but it's terrifying. And if I think about it too much, I want to cry. Um, yeah. But like, The way that we sell now is just, it has to be different because people have attention spans that are like literally a couple seconds long, if that. Like, I even think about how quickly I can shift through a TikTok video. Like, I know within like 0.5 seconds if I want to watch it. Yeah. That's as long as it takes. 
Yeah, it's crazy. And so unless something is like grabbing my attention, grabbing like my emotions, whatever it may be, like very quickly, it's gone. So you have to like really get into this mindset one of like, what do they need to see and what do they need to see like quickly? But also on top of that, like one of the biggest conversations I've been having with my clients lately is this like, you have to let go of your pride of selling, like and your ego when it comes around selling, like people are- yeah, it's like people are obtaining. I always get this figure wrong and I always look it up so I can get it right and then I forget. But it was like we're obtaining like gigabytes of data a day, like gigabytes. And so, unless someone is like your number one fan, they're probably going to forget what you posted, whether that's on your feed or your stories or whatever it is, because they're obtaining like so much data. So, you have to be okay being like, hey, by the way, you can hire me. Hey, by the way, my books are open. Hey, by the way, this is how you get this product because like, they're not going to remember, which is sad, but like, it is what it is. Well, they spend so much time on like, even like their Instagram feeds and stuff too. It's like, well, does this picture look good next to this or this or this or this? Nobody is sitting on your feed and being like, I'm going to book this person because the feed looks really like appealing. Like to me, I need like an attention getter photo that's going to make them scroll and see the rest of it. Not like a trendy photo of like, I don't know. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, but yeah, it's like on the feed. Our clients are toddlers. No, literally. (laughs) I always use the, uh, do you watch the office? Yes. My description. I'm like, my coaching clients are probably so sick of me using this example, but when they have the surplus and Michael is like, explain it to me. Like I'm 10. And like Oscar has to give the lemonade stand. Like that's kind of how you have to approach marketing right now. That's such a good like reference. Yeah. Like I'm always like explain it to me like I'm 10. Like explain it to me like I don't know anything. Um okay, next question. Sorry, I'm like rapid firing questions to you. So if at any point you're like, okay. Um, but I would love to know like why you love ads so much. Like I think one of the scariest things again like not to be redundant is the money for people and I would love to know like kind of what ads have like supplied to you as a person like have they allowed you to take a lot of time away from marketing like what is it about them that you love um other than like the obvious on paper like new markets things like that yeah and I I feel like I'm um a risk taker so like I definitely like live by that like mentality that like scared money don't make money and I kind of understand being a business owner you're always kind of having to invest and for Mm -hmm. me um I feel like investing in in ads has just paid off really well um I don't know how familiar people are with my work but I had this insane like wedding in Morocco it was one of the like biggest weddings that I've made like profit wise and like they paid for everything that came from an ad like literally she found me from an ad um one of my Iceland weddings came from an ad and like these are people who live in the states but they're getting married internationally Mm -hmm. right and even my um my wedding that I had in Wales that was in like a castle came from an ad and if it's just like it's almost like an addiction for me because Like when I see, like, I get to experience all of this stuff that's just like, holy shit, like mind blowing to me, like, and knowing that it came from an ad, it's just like, I want to keep doing it. Like, Mm -hmm. I understand I need to do that. And obviously there's free ways to like market yourself too. But to me, 
it's a lot less work <laughs> to just like run ads instead of doing like styled shoots and networking with like all of these like vendors to like hopefully get on their like preferred list. So like this venue like shouts me out to a bride or something like that. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like I'm I'm beating them to the race and I'm like getting in front of these people before they even get engaged. So like I want to be on their minds before they even get engaged. Like I love when it says like, how'd you find me? Oh, I found you through an ad. I've been following you for years. And like, they've been like my long-term OG people, right? I love that. I also think like, that's so important to hear because I think people get really worried about like, how do I make such an emotional connection with someone or how do they get like so emotionally invested in my work from something I paid for? And so I think that's like so good to hear that like, you can sell very high-end, like, emotion-filled packages oh, by people just sure. seeing your work through ads. Oh, for sure. And especially too, I think something that's really important to note, going back to like how you had mentioned, like how does somebody get to spend like thousands of dollars? But like, it's so much more than, okay, I, I spent these thousands of dollars and now I'm getting these really, really nice leagues. But there's so much nurturing that goes into these high paying clients in order to like have them to book. Like as soon as I get that inquiry it is work it is work 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 to get them to book with you and feel comfortable enough because I don't I also don't do like FaceTimes or anything like that everything is pretty much like booked over email really and yeah I know I'm not which is like such an unpopular opinion no but I no. but if it works for you it like literally doesn't matter I love I love hearing stuff like this because I think it's just even like though I preach constantly that there's no wrong way of doing business. I'm like, oh, I can't even fathom not talking to them face to face. Can I ask what your nurture sequence is like once they inquire with you? So I feel like one, my contact form, obviously. So there's there's two. So I have two contact forms on my website, and this tells me a lot about the type of inquiry. So I have um, I'm going to pull it up. It's like cheesy but whatever so it's like a video ask contact form and it's literally a video of me and it's like going through each question that's on my like written out contact form so if somebody sends me a video and it's so fun like this is for my extroverted clients that are like fun social butterflies they love this and if they do this type of form I know that like oh they love this so maybe I will suggest a phone call or maybe I will mm -hmm. uh like give them more attention but like um so they like answer through video, which is really cool. So then I send a video back and I'm like, oh my gosh, child, like I love like your wedding in Oklahoma is like, oh my gosh, this is so up my alley. I love you guys already so much. I love how you guys met, like blah, blah, blah. And I send them a video and then I'm like, I'm going to, um, I have your email. I'm going to take everything over to email, but looking forward to chatting more. So then they see my face and they hear it. Um, but then for my more like introverted, I have like, just like the traditional like questionnaire and it says like, mm -hmm. hey, video do video if not scroll down a little bit further and here's my traditional contact form but I feel like um intentionality and communication is something that's so key in in kind of like booking these clients and like creating a relationship and your con it like starts at your contact form in my opinion mm -hmm. and if I can't tell you how many times I have seen contact forms where it's like the traditional stuff like name, venue, date, all of that stuff. And then the next, the very first like question, question is how did you find me? What do you love about my work? And it's all about the photographer. And it's like, that's just no, like, yes, that question is important because obviously if you found me through an ad or a referral, I would love to know. But like that first question should be, 
tell me about yourself but don't just end there like make it intentional like how did you two meet what's your favorite memory together like questions that are going to allow them to kind of like elaborate and give you a really good response that you can respond to Mm -hmm. and then have a separate separate question I think the wedding like tell me details about your wedding do you have a mood board what is the vibe you're going for blah 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 right then you have all the like what's your budget how did you find me well, whatever you want to add after that. I also like to going back to that toddler mentality, keeping it short and sweet. Um, I don't think you, you don't need like your phone number on there. Like you'll get that when they book you and it's on the contract form. You don't need to have them fill all of that out. Like keep it short and sweet. They don't want a fucking novel basically to fill out just to inquire with you. Um, so then like when I get the inquiry, um, they like hopefully like filled it out and answered the questions and now I'm like asking questions back I'm obviously saying their names if I can relate I find somehow that I can relate like oh my gosh you guys met at a Boney Bear concert like my husband and I like our first dance was to Rosalind by Boney Bear or like just relating somehow and having that intention um and then I send in the first email my pricing packages um yeah, I just like attach it right on there and I highlight like what's included that um, is kind of like selling points. I'm like, oh, you get like camcorder footage, you get some like film, you get a complimentary engagement session. And the way that I word the complimentary engagement session, I, I like to do it like this is really beneficial for like both of us. I love to create um, before you guys or with you guys before the like hustle and bustle of the wedding day, we can make it super intentional. Um, and I also understand that my brand tends to be a little bit like different and more on like the creative side. So right now I know that like if somebody's inquiring with me, they kind of love that. So I'm like selling them on like, I think like, cause I'll creep on them too about um, Instagram, which I'll tell you why I do that in a second. But like, I'll pull like pictures, like Eden, this outfit that you're wearing. I love that you guys like met at this bar. I feel like if you wore this outfit to our engagement session and there's this like bar that's in Greenpoint, that would be so fun to like shoot at. And I'm already kind of like planning stuff with them and like showing mm. a them instead of being like, oh yeah, I am free for your wedding day here's my wedding packages. Let me know if you have any questions, like just making it intentional. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, I always ask for their Instagram handle and it's not to creep if they're like pretty or what their vibe is like or anything like that. But I find them on Instagram and I send them a voice message and I'm just like, Hey, eating, I'm just reaching out. Like I got your inquiry. I responded. If you're not finding it, please go check your spam. But I am so looking forward to hearing more about you and looking forward to chatting with you soon. So short and sweet, I include like a detail, I include their names. And I always I have never not gotten a response. I was like, Oh my gosh, I love hearing your voice. Like, so yes. excited to read the email, like, blah, blah, blah. So that's so smart. Like, I love that. I and I, I love that. I've never heard of anyone doing that before. So I'm like, taking notes everyone be taking notes um because I think that's like something people don't think about enough is like literally treating your inquiries like they're already clients and yes. showing the like hey I'm expecting you to invest a lot of money in me I hope you know that I'm also willing to invest a lot of my energy in you like yes. this is a two-way street I love that that is so cool thousand percent like my clients get a lot I don't take I only take tops 10 weddings a year and it's because that's why I can like 
pay or charge that big price is because I invest so much mother freaking time into my like clients, but it shows. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. And I think that like also speaks so much to your process and like makes even more sense how you produce the work that you do because you've already built like such a beautiful before they've even paid like connective relationship, which is amazing. Yeah. I love it. Oh, okay. All of this. Oh my gosh. This is also helpful. I'm excited to like listen back to it and like take my own notes. Um, what's next for you Steph? Like what's on the docket? Like what's coming up next? Oh gosh. Like you're uh, always doing everything. <laughs> um, oh gosh. I just, I feel like I'm actually loving where I'm at right now. I love education. Like I said, is pretty new to me and I'm like dabbling in it. I love kind of the community that I'm creating, that's something that's really important to me. So kind of just still navigating what that is going to look like and how I can keep that staying really intentional. And then, yeah, just still my clients just loving on them. Love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was like so amazing. So helpful. Like, thank you so, so much for coming on and sharing all of your wisdom. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I hope it was helpful. No, it was amazing. Um, can you tell us, I mean, we'll link everything in the show notes, obviously, but can you tell us where everyone can find you on the internet? Yes. Yeah, so my Instagram handle is just from the daisies. That's it. Love. Short. We love a consistent name across the brand. <laughs> I, nothing like blows my mind more when I, than when I ask people like share their handles and stuff. And it's like different on every, like the website is different than the Instagram handle. I'm always like, Oh yeah. No, that's not good marketing right there, babies. Truly. I'm like, wrap it up. It needs to all be the same thing as For much as possible. They're not going to remember different handles everywhere. <laughs> no, literally. Um, okay. Well, we will link all of that for you guys in the show notes and stuff. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much. See you next time, you guys. Bye.